Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and a hard-earned thirst needs a big cold beer, and the best cold beer is Oliver Deer. Ah, mmm, I do love a, a nice cold beer, refreshing aftertaste. Yes, mm. that's me. Here I am, an aftertaste in your mouth <laughs> and saying hello to you. Aftertastes can be really bad, so I'm glad that you've decided to lay it out on the table that you're a good aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, and opposed to your your somewhat tangy aftertaste, Scott Martin. Thank you, what you so what, much. What tangy things are you up to these days? Um. Oh, well... I'll say that um, between last episode and this episode, some major events have happened. Um, I've got a new job. I'm not going to go talking about it too much, but big things are happening over on this side of things. Uh, That's exciting. And what about you, Ollie? Big things have happened in the last two weeks. I suppose so. I've got a cold. That was quite big. I... I I was looking forward to it on my calendar. I saw that the month of um, June was coming up and I thought, oh, here we go. Sickness is inbound. So I'm really, really, really pleased to be with sickness at the moment. (coughs) There we go. There's some proof. That sounds really great. (laughs) It it isn't. Uh, And so I'm, I'm all rugged up and I'm speaking to you on this side of the audio fence. Yes. Perfect conditions to be podcasting. Um, We're going to be talking about The Incredibles this week, animated Disney Pixar film way back in 2004, 14 years ago. The first one came out. Ollie, I think we should Mm. just go straight into the discussion because I'm sure that we we both just came out of it, actually. Um, We left viewing this one really late, so hopefully the the opinions aren't going to be in shambles. But do you think it was worth the wait? Huh. Um, it's po- possibly a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. Like, I <laughs> I really liked it. I don't think it was, like, in my mind, it wasn't as hyped up as it might have been for some people. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel a lot of hype around it up until seeing it and thinking, yeah, damn, that was, that, that was good. And it, you know, it didn't, it didn't call back too much to the old one. It was just its own new story. And so, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you think? I think um, the same thing that it was that it was good, very good movie. Um, I was mm-hmm. I was hyped going into it because I loved the first Incredibles movie. I hadn't seen it in quite a while. I even checked Netflix sometime this week to see if I could uh, peep it again, but unfortunately, it wasn't there. Um, but I think that overall, the hype was realized and worth it. Yeah, definitely. The animation and the new animation looks so damn good. Like I know you said you hadn't seen it recently, but I did watch it maybe two weeks ago. And you can just see, like, for the time, you would have never known that animation could have got better, but it really has. Like, yeah, it, everything in the background looks almost real, and it's just, like, the main characters and all the people that look like cartoons still because, like, that's just how they're, they're animating it. But everything in the background looks looks so, like just pristine and beautiful there was an actual example of that that i saw that it was um it was like a very close-up shot of mr incredible and i'm Mm. you know it's entirely animated it's entirely cartoony because it had to have been because that's the continuity from 14 years ago and then it cut to an exterior shot of the high school that violet goes to 
And I was like, this looks photorealistic. Like, the cracks on the yeah. wall are insane. Oh, my God. Uh, and then it cuts to um, Violet, who is literally as thin as paper. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're watching a cartoon. The story was really good. I, I didn't actually know going in if... I kind of knew that the Underminer probably wouldn't be, like, the main villain. And he wasn't. But um, they still opened the movie with him. So that was cool. But I, di- I wasn't actually sure. I thought maybe the movie is going to be about him. Because I think he was on the poster. He was a big part of the promotional material, yeah. Because a lot of people will remember and were nostalgic from, you know, the six months after viewing the original and going, man, I can't wait for a sequel, not knowing that they'd have to wait over a decade. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, completely understandable to chuck that onto the um, the posters and whatnot. But I'm glad that they didn't just make him the overall villain that being said Mm. my major gripe with the film was the relatively basic villain reveal oh dude yeah um spoilers for (laughs) uncharted uncharted 2 no that was ages ago uh the incredibles 2 um we're gonna dive right into it but yeah the the villain especially compared to the the original with um what was his name uh Sin- oh, syndrome. Sinbad, yeah. Um, he was in the. He was in the. He was in the uh, the desert, and he's running around. Jake Gliking holding it up, um, in, in that in that typical um, Prince of Persia fashion. Um, what are you talking about? It's very it's very easy to get Sinbad and the Prince of Persia mixed up. Okay, Ollie? that's what I was riffing on there. Um, oh, okay, but yeah, that that villain is like top tier superhero film of all time villains and this was Mm. like so basic and bland and boring not so much the intentions of the character but the fact that it was like oh this is the reveal and all of the people in the cinema including the literal three and four year old kids that i was sitting next to were all like yeah, come on, Pixar. We know who who it's yeah. going to be. Get it was it. so obvious. It's got to be yeah. one of two people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or both. Yeah, yes. that was the only question. Was is it both the other the two people or or one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my top note as well. Fairly predictable villain twist. Yes. Um, yeah, I like. I actually I like the the screen slaver. He was a, like that was a cool idea for a villain that he can use screens to hypnotize everyone, and because his motive is that everyone uses screens too much, and he's a bit of a He's a you know social justice warrior. Um, <laughs> topical, it's topical. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a fairly typical uh, twist. And uh, what's his name? The the main guy, the Bob Odenberg's character. Um. Oh. Uh, oh. I I prepare my notes every week now with a with a screenshot of the IMDb <laughs> list. Hold on. Uh, Winston Deva or Deva. Winston. Yeah. I. Su- I swear I saw that guy's face and was like, this dude's probably voiced by, like, Bob Odenberg because it looks like him. <laughs> it looks like Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and wasn't he great, though? Yeah, he's nice. I liked him. You know what is crazy is Samuel L. Jackson's in this, and every time Frozone opens his mouth, you go, ah, it's Samuel L. Jackson. But then you realise Samuel L. Jackson is in a film where he's, like, not front and centre, and you're like, oh, he must really love this franchise or else he had like he could completely just not have made that comeback you know yeah yeah he seems like such a big name that he could have just not been a part of it and that would have been okay 
I feel like it's one of his, like, as a part people know him from, a lot of people know him from that because a lot of people have seen Incredibles when they were kids, so they know him from it. Yeah, true. So that, yeah, he, he probably does like the part a lot. Did you like the, the structure of the movie and how it was, it was it was Elastigirl doing her own thing, out being a superhero, and then it was just Bob at home with the kids. And I really enjoyed all the just Bob at home with the kids yeah. bits. Yeah, in, to answer your question, yes, I, I think the... I think the entire plot of the film was very well done and very well paced. Um, it was at the end, like, um, like wrapped up in a neat bow um, with the necessary changes that needed to be made were made and, and whatnot. But yeah, what I'm saying there is like, it, it's, it's a great little package overall and i enjoyed it from start to finish it's so good that they don't go oh we've got the biggest problem in the world you know the world's going to end blah 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 and everything's in jeopardy but they've gone like they've gone a little bit action with the elastical plotline, and then they've just gone so small and um you know compact with with bob's story just being at home and what it's like to be a superhero at home with kids and i think that's that's really it's like it's really focused and it's not so massive that you you um you just feel like, oh, here we go, the world's ending again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And watching the first one as well, back in the day, where I would always, like, identify with Dash, and then now I'm identifying with Bob. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an old man and a parent. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I completely understand the tribulations here. Yeah, completely. Yeah, Dash is being a little shyster running around causing havoc. And you're just like, oh, poor Bob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got a... <laughs> He's got to go to sleep soon, man. He's, he's not getting it. He's not getting his eight hours. I loved the animation of how they made him look so tired. It was so believable. Yeah. Like even without like dialogue, like when Edna was looking at the screen and she's like, "What are you doing here?" and he's just completely silent and yeah. he's like <laughs> essentially falling asleep at the wheel. Like yeah. props to the animation team there because oh my god, I was so tired for him. I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. just have a little nap in the corner here and <laughs> and add to his hours. I wish I could. <laughs> and he's still speaking like so quickly, like an animated character would, but just like in such a monotone. He's like, oh yeah, just at home, coming to coming to see you with a with a baby. You know, they've changed math. I don't know why they changed math, but <laughs> man, math is no good though. Nah, I definitely identify with you know. He's such a relatable character, such relatable problems. <laughs> <laughs> I I was surprised to find out that I was finding myself enjoying Violet the most. I think she had the coolest, well, not not coolest plotline because obviously Elastigirl was kicking ass. But I I really enjoyed Violet's part in this film. Yeah, she's super like she, you can super understand that, that that's a real character, and she seems very believable. Yeah, um, and like exactly. I guess some of the problems are relatable as well. We've all spit water out of our noses at restaurants. <laughs> yeah, that bit, that bit was so surprisingly just like that is exactly how a family embarrassing moment happens. Like everyone else in the family just wants to make like fun of it, and she's literally suffering like yeah, from anxiety yeah. of that situation. <laughs> and Dash is like basically standing on top of her to to try to reach over <laughs> and shake the hand of the dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. All the all the characters were really really believable, and some of the like, the I don't know if you notice all the little slight details in the animation. Just because I've been learning it lately, and I can see, I can see some of the really crazy bits that they do. Um, you know, just when um, what's the bad the bad villain's name? Who's the the girl? 
Evelyn. Evelyn, yeah. Um, when like when her the first time you see her, she's just juggling a bunch of props, but she's like going ballistic. Do you you know when she walks in the room and she's throwing a bunch of things around and her coat and stuff? She, she's like, quickly trying to take off her coat and run towards the group. Yeah, her, the anime like it's she's so jittery, and I just think, oh my god, that would have taken like weeks to just do that. It's cr- it's crazy. Mm. Uh, another thing I really appreciate and. I think something Marvel movies like and could learn a little lesson from the old Incredibles. Ooh, um, here we go. Yeah, here, here, here we go. A bit of a bit of a, a, an opinion um, <laughs> <laughs> is this movie has so many superpowers in it. Like you get to see a fight just where you're seeing all these cool superpowers. There's people throwing force fields and voids and super speed. Jack Jack turning into all these different things and all those other superheroes with their weird stuff like a guy who crushes and stuff. Um, <laughs> I loved him. Whereas in other, you know, I think I said it last week or I must have said it once. I feel like I've had this rant before was I feel all the people in Marvel, they just have a lot of strength. Like that's their power. Um, you know, buddy, who's in the Avengers? You got, you got Cap, who's strong. Uh, Captain America. He's really strong. Thor, who's strong. Thor's strong with the hammer. Hulk's really strong. Like, but he's super strong. You know, he's so strong. Um, <laughs> he's got, he's Jack Jack when Jack Jack went giant and he ran yeah. through the wall. And I was thinking <laughs> they're gonna do a great um, Thor and and Hulk esque battle here between Violet and uh, and Jack Jack. That would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know who else in a, who else is in Marvel? Um, yeah, uh, the Winter Soldier. Drax. He's just a, he's got a strong arm. Drax is a strong fighter. Yeah, um, strong tree, strong. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's strong. That's all that they could do. They just hit things really hard. Think, well, Thanos. Yep. You know, he's all. I, I imagine Thanos without a glove. He's strong. He's just massively <laughs> strong. And yeah. has an agenda. <laughs> They're not like they like they don't have a lot of them. Just don't have superpowers. Well, they do. They do. They're superheroes. But yeah, weird. Not like not exactly superpowers. When I think of superpowers, I'm thinking more like X Men. Like they've got like a strange superpower. Like you know, yep. you can walk through walls, all that. And I remember the last time seeing so many actual powers in one place was X Men: Days of Future Past. Have you seen that one? Yes, that was the first one I seen. I think, and I really, yeah. really, really loved it genuinely like really good the time travel one and a, a lot of the good x-men ones you usually have a lot of powers because there's so many different characters and that the whole the whole point of those movies is like everyone is a mutant and everyone has a different thing right so and and that was cool to see in this one was you do you getting lots of whiffs of little super powers here and there with jack jack and finding out his powers but then at the end you've just got this full-blown everyone's using a power and everyone's like combining their powers in different cool ways it was awesome to see yeah definitely i and there was the whole you know the incredibles characters is somewhat based on um the fantastic four which yeah. is ironic since the fantastic four actually has had live movies released and they're nowhere <laughs> near as good you can tell yeah. like what like in what way animation can help out that not necessarily just the superhero genre but like making elastic powers look acceptable on screen i was thinking that throughout like even though marvel has recently made it possible to have a fantastic four film i don't know if i could ever take that seriously like Mm. turning into like a human trampoline or whatever for your other characters (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly you because you feel like some of the animated characters like they're squishy they can take a hit because they're 
they're, made, they're like all made of rubber sort of thing. Or they're all like, they look like they're made of, you know, plastic. Yeah. In, in the sense that they're animate. Also, when I said that the X-Men Days of Future Past movie was the first one I saw, I lied. And when I said Uh-oh. I really, really loved it, I lied. I liked it oh. a lot, but <laughs> I, I, w- I was thinking of First Class, which is the one on the beach, right? And at yeah. the end, they're on yeah. a beach. I, f- I loved that so much. Oh, my God. That also had a lot of superpowers, so that one's a good one, too. Great. Um, what about The Last Stand from 2006? <laughs> <laughs> Notoriously not a good movie. Oh. <laughs> but... Apparently, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I literally don't. I have, I have no idea. There are so many of them. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So many timelines <laughs> and nothing makes sense. But things make sense in Incredibles. Do you have any other notes on um, notes on seeing this movie? Oh, yeah. What, what did you think of the trailer and what were you... What, like, what were you expecting to see? I... You know what? I was just expecting to see a lot of the same from the first one. Yeah, I was okay. expecting to see some goofs. I was expecting to see some gaffes. I was expecting to see some cool action because you could tell from the trailers they were really upping the action sequences, which I think was part, maybe maybe not the most memorable. I think I'm going to hand that to, to Bob in the house as like the most mm. memorable moments. But I, I was expecting f- much more fleshed out and interesting action scenes, and I definitely got that. And I was expecting more focus on Helen, which is great because mm. she's so... She was so, like, underappreciated, I feel like, in the first one. Like, I, I just loved how much how much more time they spent utilising her in this one. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't just go with, you know, Bob is on an adventure again. It's good It's good that they're like, hey, let's just, let's just change the main character. And because that, like, when you do that, it just, it changes it for the audience and as well, and they get to see something new. I also, what, do you, what did you think of when Bob Odenkirk first says, hey, let's start off with... Elastigirl, and and Bob was like not having it. Was that? Yeah. Is that not good? Is that problematic? <laughs> yeah. Think, and like, uh, and and he had nothing really to say as well. Like, and and also, this is in real time. This is fourteen years in the future, but in their time, this has taken place in two thousand and four, baby. So yeah. <laughs> it, it was a different time back then, and he was just straight up. He had no answer. All he could say was, you know, you look at her, then goes. <laughs> you know and I'm like baby I know exactly what you think and that you know him but you ain't knowing nothing I tell you what I I also thought about that um I think that it just made him more interesting it made him like like not only is a guy with a massive ego because he's literally Mr. Incredible and he seems like it kind of seems like he was the protagonist even when back in the glory days when there were lots of superheroes it seems like even then he was like the main one um I think it's, and then it's interesting that Helen kind of, she knows this about him and doesn't really mind. Okay, yeah, I, I suppose she does just kind of not completely shuts him down in his place, but puts him in his mm. place and then shrugs it off. You know? Yeah, I think. So yeah, she she kind of just knows this about him and and still apparently still loves it about him, and yeah, and because she's she storms off, uh, she just wants to you know have her go. She's not necessarily mad that, or like, she's not upset that he's, you know, moody about it, I don't think, as long as yeah. he accepts it. And and he did accept it. There was there was just that two and a half minute sequence of them being in the meeting to them sharing that scene in the hotel room where I'm, mm. like, completely off Mr. Incredible for a moment. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this guy is a dickhead. Um, but then he becomes nicer throughout. 
back to the trailers. I don't think it super spoiled much. I I just remember before seeing the film, I'm very excited to see this, which means mm. that they did a good job. It, it I'll admit it has I didn't watch the trailer just before the film like I do normally because Scotty was running late and um, <laughs> didn't didn't have time. And also Absolute madness in the cinema, Ollie. I had to sit next yeah. to somebody this time. Oh, oh no, so did I. Yeah. I'll, and I'll tell you what, child. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I was dreading that. I'm so. I feel so bad for you. Was he a noisy child? No, very, very, very lovely. Actually, there were, It was. That's it good. was me on the, me on the corner. I just specifically halved my chance of sitting next to you <laughs> yeah. by sitting on the corner, and um. <laughs> And then a family came. It was, I, I think they had like four kids, and yeah. it was a it was in the corner of the room, right in the front row, because it was really, really, really packed. And I got there early, thinking it was going to be packed. That's why I couldn't get the trailer out because I didn't want to like annoy the people around me. And it, and the little lane that I was in is only like four seats. So what they did was they got the mum to sit there with a kid. And then the dad and the three other people, the people, children, <laughs> uh, they were, like, sitting on, like, the hall, like, next mm. to me, like, you know? But that wasn't so bad because they were away. But there was this one kid that had finished his drink before the movie had started and then spent the oh. first 15 minutes, like, sucking through the straw. Like, while oh, was no. Like, n- like, not, like, annoyingly, <laughs> like, a, like, he could get some paper and mush it up and turn it into a spitball. <laughs> But like <laughs> while it while it was in the cup still, so it was like really like acoustic, like oh, that is annoying. First fifteen minutes or so, so <laughs> it, it got it got better. The person, the the little kid that was sitting next to me, was very very respectful and didn't say a single word throughout the whole film, which was okay. But God, I hate sitting in the cinema, and also just <laughs> rowdy kids in general. In in yeah. the movie theater, I I'm aware I'm paying for a children's film, so I'm not upset about it as much as I would if I was seeing like the Avengers. If there were this many kids in the Avengers, I would be upset. But yeah, but this is an animated Disney film, and I shouldn't <laughs> be so upset by the fact I had to sit next to somebody that I don't know, let alone a child. Yeah, we we haven't had to encounter this problem too much because we haven't gone and seen a lot of kids films. I think yeah, you're right. And even the ones that we had, we watched them at home, like Captain Underpants. Yeah, yeah. I th- the last one I saw was Isle of Dogs, but I don't know if you even watched that. But there were lots of kids there. Is that a kid's movie? Well, it's rated PG. It has oh. some non-kid themes in it, but there were a lot of kids in there because it's animated. I, so I Well, I just... I see, I think more about Wes Anderson than I do about animated when I see th- when I yeah. think about that movie. So that's why my response then was really kids <laughs> because I'm just thinking of perfectly framed frames. <laughs> yeah, I also had a cinema experience, Scott. Um, Interesting colors. Yes, what was your experience? Um, now a person we know works at Reading Cinema. I found out, um, Michael from, and he has acted in one of our short films. Oh, hello, um, hello, Michael, if you're listening, yep, you were good um, in that short film that we made. <laughs> it was good, and uh, he. I noticed I was sitting at the top, and I noticed that there was these people, or like, this woman, or these two women, standing on the aisle waiting to go into the row. And I thought, oh, okay, someone has taken their seat, right? Yeah. And they've, they're waiting. And so they, they had to get Michael to come and sort it out. And so Michael goes into the, the row and he has a conversation. And, 
immediately one of the people that was sitting in their seats comes out and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, didn't realize there was arranged seating in this one. And then like, they still aren't going to sit down. And I think, oh, what's happened? And apparently like this other teenager who is still sitting in the seat, um, <laughs> she's like not having it. And Michael no. has to like force her, force her to get up. And she's like, she, Michael said after to me that um, she was, she like threatened to kill him or whatever, or, or was, was calling him a, a C word. And then, oh but she, then she, I, I, all I saw was she got up and then she looked at the people who were waiting to get in their own seats and just goes, you're, you're some kind of C word, aren't you? What's wrong with you? It's just a C. <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, that's so like, it's just so bogan and <laughs> yeah. so like petty. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bet. Thought, that's an interesting thing to happen in a kid's <laughs> film to be the C words getting chucked around. <laughs> oh man. And obviously that person is very cool. You can tell, you can tell from the mm. language and from yeah. the body language as well, just how cool that person is. I bet yeah. that when, I bet that when Michael was um, speaking to her, at first she saw how much of like a true pacifist he is and didn't want any, <laughs> and, and didn't want any abuse to be copped towards yeah. him. And yeah. then she took advantage of that. And then, and then this, this Norman Bates looking, this Norman <laughs> Bates looking guy gave him, gave her a quick little Norman Bates last scene of psycho little smirk and that's when she got up because if you if you don't know you're listening to this podcast you don't know our friend michael oh my god anthony perkins son <laughs> ain't He's he anthony perkins with red hair yeah that is exactly <laughs> yeah he said after to me like when he's working he just he isn't a person and he's just he operates like a robot and doesn't see anything <laughs> and right. i can just imagine that kind of situation just woke him up a bit like he was like oh I'm in a cinema. How did I get here? Oh my God, someone's yelling at me. What the hell? Mother. <laughs> yeah. Here's another question for you, Ollie, regarding this story. You yep. you say that one of your good friends is working at a movie theater. Did you, yep. did you, you know, give him a little nudge and, and ask for a gold class update, upgrade? Oh, I didn't. I, sh- I should. I should do that to him. I You could have been watching know. The Incredibles think- with your feet up and, and having a cheeky little bevy, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, if you yeah. played your card oh, right, I did have, I did have my feet up because it was a premium. It was still a premium theater because that was like the only thing available. But yeah, uh, um, I, I literally handed not this time but another time. I handed Michael my ticket to get into the cinema, and I looked at him in the face, and he looked at me, and he didn't <laughs> recognize me because he, no. like, like he said, like he said, he's just a robot who doesn't see anything when he's working. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. That is so great. Oh man! Yeah. All right, all right. Let's. Do you have any more to say about uh, about the Incredibles? Um, only other thing I thought about the trailer was that um, I guess I, it kind of it revealed more than I thought it would. I thought maybe they would go the route of um, like convincing you that the Underminer was the main villain. But um, uh-huh. yeah, they kind of didn't. But like, and it wasn't bad. Like they didn't, they didn't really reveal anything too massive. They barely even show the actual villains. They focus more on um, showing, you know, hey, the the synopsis or the plot summary for our movie is that Elastigirl's out and about and Bob's at home, and that's the movie. And you're like, yeah, cool. So they they do tr- kind of just tell you what you need to know. They don't reveal any end game happenings. So that's good. Yeah, I do think as well. 
also the the trailer did a good job in um showing great parts of the film but not showing the entirety of that scene like for example um bob being upset that dash's homework was too hard and then that was funny on its own and then later on in the film like a really like refreshing and cool moment is showing that he even though he is absolutely exhausted he can't get to sleep because he's too busy like wanting to make sure that Dash's homework is done so he spends the whole night studying it up and then the next day he's fresh as a daisy even though he's been up all night so that he could send the kid on his way to school and that was like the much better part of that scene alright so <clears throat> in the in the trailer it looks like a one off joke or something but it actually turns into a bit of a like a his his relationship with Dash almost like that's his that's how he um, exactly. helps Dash around the house yeah so it's cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, what are you what are you giving the film in in terms of a score and the trailer? I I absolutely loved this. Yeah. I think that um I think that the characterization was excellent. I love that they gave all of the characters a chance to shine in their own way, even if it was Bob not being super and Violet having like a really crazy epic uh, battle, even though you know she doesn't seem like the violent type. Like that was like a cool way to show her shining in in more ways than one. I think mm. that Dash was underused really badly. I think that's another yeah. issue that I had. That Dash wasn't um, as big of a deal and didn't have like a cool. Oh my god, that's another way of like expanding his powers moments. Yeah, so that's right. a shame. Um, but yeah, it was everything that I really wanted it to be, except for that dash fact. I really, mm. really loved it. So I'm going to give it a HD. Yeah, awesome. I reckon it deserves that as well because um, you know the jokes. The jokes are all good. They're you know they're timeless in a way, and it's lots of visual comedy, like you know, no no pop culture references or anything like that. Um, and even what was what was your thing before where you said current. You know, when it's current, it's a current issue. Topical. <laughs> it's topical. Topical, yeah. <laughs> um, at the end where, uh, what's her name again? <laughs> Elizabeth. The Boy. bad guy. The ba- <laughs> no, you told you me You paying before. attention through this kid's movie or nah? <laughs> it's Evelyn. Evelyn. When she gets put into jail, then someone's like, oh, don't worry, she's rich, so she'll probably just get a slap on the wrist. Yes, that was very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, and and I'm finding myself to enjoy Violet most of all. I think she's the most interesting character out of all of them. Definitely, Bob. Bob for me, he's a the bumbling fool that I that I wanted (laughs) him to be. They're all great. That's the good point. They're all so interesting, especially Jack Jack. I think Jack Jack stole the show. I think that scene with the raccoon was top notch. Yeah, that's great stuff. And then just when he's an interdimensional baby, and <laughs> it's like, oh, he's in the fourth dimension now. Okay. Oh man, best best joke. I think most under underappreciated joke, at least, is is sleep deprived Bob walking around the house going nom nom cookie nom 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 nom. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's figured out that's just what you have to do is give him cookies. <laughs> like Frozone's looking at him like, what has happened to you? <laughs> but the just the the delivery on nom 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 cookie nom nom nom. I like his voice actor. I don't know who it is, but 
I can tell you who it is, Ollie, if you give me two seconds. It's oh. Craig T. Nelson. Hmm. What else has he done? Um, I don't know. I, I told you it's a screenshot. Okay. <laughs> I can't, Fair enough. I yeah. can't click on it. I can, I can tell you, though, that the person who plays Edna is Brad Bird, who is the person that made the entire film and the series and directed a lot of cool stuff. I did know that about... Apparently, he, he did it just as a temp temporary audio that's and then right they kept it because they thought it was funny yeah like no, no one could do the accent as good as he could what a cool, <laughs> yeah. what a cool fact all right what are you going to give the trailer out of 10 out of a hd i mean don't we we give distinctions for for things that are fine and don't break any rules you yeah don't, exactly don't make any offenses the, the threshold is a is a distinction if you don't completely muck up your own promotional material and i'm sorry for saying 10 earlier i've got the i've got um Kanye West's Wyoming sessions in my head, so I'm just thinking about they all tens, yeah. baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I'm I'm gonna give this a I'm gonna give this a distinction as well. Awesome. All right. Hey, do you want to do you want to move on? Yeah, move on and 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 keep moving forward and play a little game. Okay, great. Um, do you want to play uh a f- the fruit is a cute first or pet peeves? My favorite game is pet peeves. Pet peeves is is uh entirely self, you know. You understand it, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't need to I, I get what it. Pet peeve is. I think it's got it's <laughs> got such a good name that we don't have to explain it. Whereas when we say the fruit is a cute, some people will be like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have to explain it every time, and I will yeah. later on as well in this episode. All right, so my my pet peeve for this for this week. It's been a while since we've done this, so this is exciting. Hmm. My pet peeve this time. It's not a dialogue one, Ollie. Can you imagine? Mm, that's rare. Okay. Interesting. That is rare. My pet peeve is when characters willy-nilly just throw shit on the floor. <laughs> this is, it's this when is they just, just... This is a life peeve. I don't like normal people just throwing things <laughs> on the floor. Ooh, okay, it's give me some examples. Right. All right. So, okay. So, it's just when you, you don't have time to walk to a bin. I understand that. I, I just chuck something in your pocket, but... But these characters are just straight up like it, whether it's it's mostly symbolic, honestly. But they they don't seem to care about littering. They just think that mm. littering is not a big deal. But yeah. it seem it's most likely um, symbolic. So the reason why I thought of this peeve this week is I'm doing an odd job um, for a other podcaster in which I'm listening to a lot of their episodes. Yeah, and they. They absolutely love the Batman films, the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I watched um, The Dark Knight Rises. So I was just on YouTube and just looking up selected clips from there on like movie clips, whatever the site is. And it's when Jordan Gordon-Levitt, he takes his Gotham Police Department badge and just throws it into a river. (laughs) Mate. You're a cop. <laughs> Don't be throwing stuff. <laughs> he knows about and, littering more and, than anyone. He enforces that law. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. There could there could be marine life in that there river, and you're just you're choking a you're choking a orca right yeah. there. Because <laughs> orcas come into the city bay. <laughs> but yeah. But also, how irresponsible? Because I'm sure that you know genuine cop badges would sell for a lot on the black market so that people can buy things illegally or do illegal things. And he's just chucked that in exactly. there. Exactly. And do you know what? Mob bosses, notorious for throwing dead bodies, you know, 
I off was the side. just about to say the same thing. There will be <laughs> so many criminal people on little on little um, dinghies. Dinghies, yes, they're going to be on their little dinghies, absolute um, Bates Motel style, just throwing dead bodies into a river, and they're going to come across this really expensive, almost priceless, important badge, real life badge. Mm. I want. I do wonder if our badge is important. Do they? He probably has his name on it. I don't know. I, I'm putting this on the record. There was a one time where I work in a place in which identification is important. And I asked for ID of this patron and they flashed me their police badge and I completely accepted it. <laughs> Even though it's not, an, it's not a legitimate form of identification. <laughs> and the fact that I let that slide is literally breaking the law. <laughs> that I would have loved that story like i do i like that story in general <laughs> but it would have been amazing if you had said sorry not a valid form of id i'm gonna need to see something with a photo Thank yeah you. or he he shows me the badge and then i say you know you, you can't be less than 18 and have one of those i i understand it. it's not a legitimate form of identification doesn't have a photo on it doesn't have your birthday on it but don't worry about it i i understand and then he walks over the counter and cuffs me because i literally just broke the law <laughs> you can just tell him that you, you only had to ask because he looks under 25 and therefore he's beautiful and got, still got his youth and then he'll be like oh, okay and then <laughs> yeah. he, he, he give you a free oh. pass Anyway, with this, with your throwing things on the ground, I can totally understand why people do it. Because it's like, if you've got someone and they've got a clean house and their house yeah. is clean and that's like, you're like, oh, okay, it fits with the character. They're very tidy. And then they throw, they put something on the ground and close up, you know, oh, character yeah. change. He's not tidy anymore. Again, it's it's all comes down to symbolism. Yeah. Like even if you like you're a you're a badass character and you've got like a cigarette and you're just gonna like flick it into the streets, like that's to show how badass and cool I am. Look at me go. I don't care for the environment. But me, I do care for the environment and I'm thinking I don't care if that's symbolic of your badassery. Pick that up. <laughs> Pick it up. Just point at him. Pick that up. <laughs> Uh, an- another example is is um, I had to find this one online because it's it's not it's not often that it happens. So it's been a little while since I've seen this, but apparently in um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when when Charlie finds the golden ticket, he just throws the wrapper on the street and also the the chocolate as well. Like he takes the he takes the golden ticket, but he just throws the chocolate like next to the curb. That is so unbelievable because. He his whole character is that he's very poor. He would he would value that exactly. Chocolate. He would value it so much. Oh, but maybe he values the golden ticket so much that that starvation is literally not an issue for him anymore. <laughs> that his poverty is excused at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, what a what a character. You know, he's a, he's all right. He's doing well. He's got his golden ticket. He's allowed to make a few mistakes. But we're out here being like, no, littering is littering, and we'll have none of it. Come to think of it, how many people jaywalk in the films? Hey, how many people are doing that? It's another. It's, it's another crime. Hey, I'm walking here. The most important. The most important line in cinema history. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. Came from jaywalking. Was he jaywalking? <laughs> he, well, a car almost ran him over, and so I imagine that the car would have the right of way, and he would just be doing the correct thing. The fact that there's someone on the street 
would completely make sense. Hey, I'm walking here. What I would like is for some sort of lawyer podcast where he sits down and analyzes characters' decisions or small things that happen in movies and sees who's right and wrong in the eyes of the law. Oh. <laughs> or just, like, how much time this character would spend in prison if <laughs> yeah. all of the shit that he, he or she had done gets caught up with him or her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. All right, well, that's my, um, that's my pet peeve for this week, man. I, I don't like it. Yeah. No, that's a good one. This is a good... I love, I love a petty one. <laughs> Thank you. I love a petty peeve. Oh, that's where it comes from. Also, here's, this is another one from online. I just quickly saw this one. Um, when, when Elsa is singing um, Let It Go in Frozen, mm-hmm. and like, ooh, she's, she's going to become the Ice Queen. She's no longer Elsa, um, the, the lovely princess. And she takes off her cape, and it just flutters away in the wind. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and I it's remember never that. seen again. <laughs> it's never seen again. But like, then in the... In, like, the third verse, she takes off her crown and throws it. And you think, oh, we're never going to see that again. But then it comes back in the after credit scene when that big that big snow monster, like, walks after the credit into, like, this, like, black empty space and, and finds it and picks it up and puts it on his head. <laughs> okay. We'll see. So that's, that's yeah. an example of littering actually being... Um, what's the opposite of beneficial? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Malevolential. Ne- Negative. Yes, that to the environment. That creature was just walking around, and because of your your intolerant littering, actually got like got caught up with that monster. Yeah. You know that that friendly creature. It's like the whole point of that after credit scene was to show that hey, that it was like the the creator saying hey, we know that Elsa littered, and here we're showing that it does have effects on the environment. And it does affect wildlife. Exactly. And that's what... It was completing the arc of that. <laughs> it's the Disney equivalent of a sea turtle having his head wrapped around <laughs> a six-pack of beers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> In the ocean. The crown wrapped around an abominable snowman. But a terrible person. So sad. <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Let's let's move on. Um, let's play another game. Yep. Uh, my favourite game. Fruit is All a right. cute... Doesn't need explaining that title. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, the Fruit is Acute is a game in which I present to Oliver uh, movies. Mm-hmm. And I say, how many percent did that movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? Usually there is a theme. And I'm going to say that there is a theme to this one. Right. So here we go. Oliver, I'm going to give you... Let's do five this week. Yep. And then there's going to be The Incredibles... At the end. Okay. Uh, the Incredibles 2, I should oh, say. I you think can tell me what you think it should have. I think I've seen it. I've oh, seen okay. what the you... score for Incredibles right. is. We'll save it to the end regardless. Uh, the Iron Giant. Oh, someone spoke to me about this movie recently. Was it you? Yeah, me, when we were watching <laughs> when we were watching Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah, The Iron Giant. Okay. Classic film. Uh, let's say 92. You would be correct, ah, yes. Ah, yes, I, I often am. How close was I? You were close to not being correct. Mm. That's actually got 96%. Oh, doing well for itself. Yeah, you were tiptoeing the line there, Oh, mm. Let's let's go back in time, 14 years back in time. What did the original The Incredibles get? Ah, I reckon that got 92 as well. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Hello, French man. ho, <laughs> ho. <laughs> okay, a- racist, oh. and that is very po- problematic of you. I was thinking... Yeah. Absolutely step back. 
I'm sorry, I was just thinking about Pixar films and also the Ratatouille movie, which is a French film. Oh, is that so? Okay, well, The Incredibles, you were correct. You tiptoed the line even more Mm. by being exactly 5% away. That's got 97%. Oh, boy, Pixar does so well, don't they? They're so good. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. You better believe it. Now, Ollie, what movie did you mention two seconds ago? Uh, Ratatouille. What did it get? (laughs) I don't know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think I've told you before that this is the highest reviewed film or has the highest score on Metacritic, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. I, I have the Metacritic score in front of me as well. So it's not su- like it's You've... not something I'd associate with having such a high brow status. I have never even seen it. Really? It's pr- it's I've seen half no. of it. It's it's good. It is good, but it's about a rat, and rats are gross. I'm not gonna watch it. Seems too French. <laughs> All right, what did it get? Um, it got uh, 95. Very good, correct. That was 96%. This week, you're just giving me good animated films, aren't you? Just great, great Perhaps. animated films. Okay, here we go. What, what it, oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, I will say that the, uh, the Metacritic score is 96 as well. Yeah. I don't know if that is the number one film. It shouldn't be, considering that Psycho is a movie that exists. <laughs> so, let's move on to the next one. Um, Mission Impossible. I'm Tom Cruise, but now I am dead, so this is a ghost protocol. That, yeah. The protocol for Tom Cruise dying is that they bring back his ghost, but don't ever reference it, tell anybody. It's just the movie. That's why he could do all those cool stunts, because he doesn't fear death anymore. (laughs) Well, in the ghost protocol, I believe... Oh, I know why he chose this movie, because it's directed by Brad Bird. I know that fact. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I know you. (laughs) I don't know why. I know your name. (laughs) I don't know why you're being abusive about it. You bloody curly-haired Scott Martin. I know about you. Hey. And your Brad Bird. Hey, get <laughs> yeah, my I know. personal life out of this. <laughs> I don't know about your dogs and your family. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, where you, and where you live. Brad Bird's film, Mission Impossible, <laughs> yeah. it got, um, got 95. Yes, it got 93%. Damn, yeah. Another good another, film. Another excellent film. Yeah. And another correct answer for Ollie. Good, good on me. What about... Tomorrowland. Another Brad Bird film. You can't catch me out, Scott Martin. L- love, <laughs> lover of Kanye West and radio. Oh, no. Too many secrets. <laughs> no, I don't is, think... Is The Fruit Is Acute going to be the <laughs> the audience members, like, go to, like, we got to find out more about Scott. And every week you give away one more detail about <laughs> <Yeah>. my life. <laughs> well... And my, yeah. and my eventual Wikipedia page is just going to be um, <laughs> source from this <laughs> specific... <laughs> <laughs> segments of each of these shows. Yeah, it's like, oh, how did, how did we find out so much about Scott Martin? In the history books... <coughs> Look at this guy. Look at this sick boy. Oh, we're really... Get out of here. Releasing really a lot of personal information in this, in this segment. <laughs> um... Anyway, I'll cancel that riff because I forgot. Your your specific information was your DNA information from spitting all over the microphone. (laughs) All right, what what did Tomorrowland get? Oh, well, it only got 55, didn't it? No, and you are so close. It got 49%. You were 1% off. 
oh, I could break something. Oh, that must hurt. I could. Yeah, I could break something. And, oh, I was so close to getting them all right this week, wasn't I? I've never done that before. I don't think you've ever gone the whole five, no. Nah, I, I've never get a, a successful run. So, Murrayland, don't worry about it. You might, you, well, you have already said what you believe The Incredibles 2 has. Are you going to stick by your answer of 94%? Uh, yes, I will. 96. That is because... No, it was 94. You ah! lose. You're out of here. No, no, no. I'm, I'm editing that out. <laughs> I will edit that out. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's that's uh, the end of that game. Before we end the show, Ollie, I've got some... Uh, I've got a bit, of, a bit of content for you that you don't know about. Okay. How often are you checking the... Uh, how often are you checking the Gmail? Not often. Well, I... I check it every now and then, and we've got some mailbag to discuss. Fan mail? Yep. Let's let's go into oh. this first one here. This one was sent at um, 6.40 a.m. from uh, info at twitter.com. Yeah. And the subject line is, follow player one, I heart green guide letters, and Geraldine Hickey on Twitter. Now, the message reads, ignorance is pod. Who to follow? Here are some recommendations we... <laughs> Here are some accounts we recommend you follow. <laughs> Mosh Pit on Sin and two others followed Player One at Sin. That's a Sin gaming radio show at 6 to 8pm Friday nights on Sin Nation. It also recommends that we follow I Heart Green Guide Letters. Uh, uh, so, I Love Green Guide Letters is a podcast reviewing the week's letters to the age Green Guide TV. At least that is what it's meant to be, hosted by Steel Saunders. And it also recommends that we follow Geraldine Hickey, whose subject line is, I'm a comedian. Facebook.com slash Geraldine Hickey. Instagram Geraldine Hickey. Co-host on Breakfasters on uh, <laughs> 3 Triple R FM and based in Melbourne. So, how do you respond to that one? Well, Twitter, um, thanks for thanks for writing. Hmm. Uh, it does mean a lot. We do often put out the Gmail, so anyone can get in touch. And I think I think what they're trying to say, we should look at other content mm-hmm. uh, because they think we're bad, and they're trying to show us good content. Yeah. And so I'm taking it as a bit of an attack. Oh, to be honest, Twitter. Oh, really? Uh, oh, okay. You're gonna. Yeah, the first the first fan mail that we read on the show, you're going to you're going to set this up on yourself as being the bad. I feel cop like in this situation. when we when we handed out yeah when we handed out the Gmail, we thought we'd be getting people say, "Hey, love the show. Um, what you know? What is your favourite uh, type of lasagna?" And I thought, you know, I often spent a long time thinking about that in case anyone were to ask. Yes. And but now Twitter's Twitter's actually launched a bit of a hate mail. Mm. And it's not what it was for. Okay. Um, so, can uh, are we able to blacklist Twitter? Well, is is that something we can do? Maybe. Look, look before we'll we'll mm. make that decision at the end of the pod. Um, let me read this other one um, that we got on the twenty third yeah. of May, which was ages ago. Uh-huh. We've missed it from ages ago. All right. This is from um, verify at twitter dot com. <laughs> Okay. With this, Here with we the go. subject line, new login to Twitter from Chrome on Mac. <laughs> we uh-huh. and the message reads: mm. We noticed a recent login for your account at Ignorance is Pod uh, device Chrome on Mac, and location Melbourne, Victoria. If this was you, great. There's nothing else you need to do. 
If it wasn't you, <laughs> your account may have been compromised. <laughs> and you should take a few steps to make sure your account is secure. To start, reset your password now. Now, Ollie, yeah. where are you from? I'm not from Melbourne, Victoria. I'm from Perth, Australia. <laughs> Neither am I. That is concerning. And I think... Do you know what I think? Yeah. I think, yes, we have. And I think... Or this is a Twitter prank and a Twitter... This is bullying. This is... Because Twitter right. knows this would rile us. And it is very concerning if it were true. Mm-hmm. Yep. But once again, Twitter is down our throats uh, trying to get us off the internet, afraid of our, our influence and what we have to say, afraid of our message. Um, I think I think you're right. I think this is. I think we we're gonna have to blacklist Twitter now <laughs> from our Gmail account. What I what I would recommend um, is that we send our own email to uh, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, and inform yep. him that he has been logged in on another account <laughs> <laughs> from Perth, Australia. And then, you know, that that's a bit of a sort of kind of telling him we know yeah. where you are from and we're letting you know where we're from. And if you would like, if you would like to fight. We're up to it. We'll do it. I'll fight Jack. I will do it. Jack After Dorsey, get down threats, here. This is similar to the Kanye West tweet saying, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, please invest in Kanye West billion dollar ideas. <laughs> this is our version of that saying, Jack Dorsey... Come to Perth, Western Australia, for an absolute brawl. We will <laughs> mess you up. <laughs> yeah, we know some strong people, don't we, Scott? I'm yeah. pretty strong. Michael, that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, my yeah yep. boy, boy is he thin? Not probably, pro- possibly not strong. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Bloody get him before this yeah. turns into a real fight with Twitter. <laughs> Um, hey, that that brings us to the end of the show for another week. We did it, Ollie. Round of applause. Sure, sure does. If you would like to get in contact with the show um, and send us compliments rather than actual threats, uh, you can do that on our Gmail. Ignorance is this podcast at gmail.com. Send us nice, lovely things. We'll read it out on the show. For example, Ollie, we've got some new... Uh, we got some new reviews. Oh, did we? Sure, surely not from Twitter. Not from Jack. Jack, no. he he does not like the show. No, uh, let's see. We've got a podcast from um, Brian, and he said, quickly becoming a favourite podcast of mine. This is a really great podcast. It's funny, informative, and cerebral. The guys have me thinking about films in a much deeper capacity than I usually do. Oh, um, thanks, thanks, R16, Brian. R1612 wrote great concept great show the idea of the show is brilliant and the hosts are fun and likable check it out that's very sweet thank you very much nice of nice of you to call me likable thanks cheers interesting that that was your reply um and also we got a another five star review from phil who is named um aptly named phil be the best we agree as well you are the best for writing Fun times. This podcast is an awesome conversation slash review of movies. By limiting by limiting one of the hosts' knowledge of the movie, it allows for greater contrast of opinions regarding the movie. I enjoyed the bond these two have and the ease at which the conversation flows. Give it a listen and you won't be disappointed. How sweet is all that, Ollie? It is very sweet. I'm glad he thinks that I'm I'm easier to talk to. 
That's, that's, that's good. so <laughs> funny that you're saying that again. <laughs> anyway, um, if you would like to review us, please do that. Um, we'll read you out on the show like we just did just now. Uh, so go on to iTunes, rate us five stars, and we will talk about that on the show. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, that is twitter.com slash ignorance is pod. And if you would strongly like to recommend not using the platform though. <clears throat> yes. But anyway, carry, boycott carry Twitter. Hashtag boycott Twitter and hashtags are only effective on Twitter. So <laughs> this isn't the best. Uh, and if you would like to shoot us a like on Facebook, that is Ignorance is This Podcast as well. We post really cool art designed by our artist Eden, and uh, she's actually set up a very own Ignorance is This Podcast Tumblr account, which is Ignorance is This Podcast.tumblr.com, where she's posting full HD resolution art. Heaps of cool uh, content relating to the show. Heaps of cool content relating to the movies that we're talking about. And even recently, now she is writing about her own opinions on the movies that we discuss or maybe the movies that we missed for a week. So go over there, give that a follow and check it out at ignoranceisthispodcast.tumblr.com. Those are all the plugs, I believe. As we like to always end the show on a haiku about the movie we have watched this week. We will do that again today. And I have written a little haiku about The Incredibles 2. All right, so here's my little haiku. Though he gets cut off, Sam L. Jackson loves to curse. He deaf said, what the? Hmm. He did. Where was that again in the film? I picked it up. It's some some sort of action scene. But um, I swear, like, it sounded as if he had definitely said it, but then they, in audio editing, just cut it out. Ah, See, that makes it a lot funnier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I might have heard the start of the F, but yeah. For the for the Ultra HD 4K release of the film, we'll, we'll find that and clip it and yeah. chuck it on the, on the Tumblr account. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night, Australia. Goodbye, everyone.